brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Woke up this morning, hopped out of my bed. Only good things running through my head. Yeah, life is good today. Everything going my way. Breeze fly in the sky. Why don't we talk about it? Oh, girl, talk with us, yeah. Hey y'all, it is your girl Miss Yak back with another episode of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. Tonight's guest, Ann Visser, has been equipping Christian women for over 20 years to communicate in a way that aligns with their values. Uh, she is a life coach, speaker, and trainer with For Better Forever, which she co-founded with her beloved husband of 42 years. She's also a certified John Maxwell team coach, speaker, and trainer. Over the past 20 years, she's trained couples, young people, students, addicts in recovery, uh, Christian women, and professionals in the areas of communication, leadership, relationships, mindset, and personal growth. And for tonight, we're going to get into talking a little bit about relationships. So like, what's the difference between a toxic relationship and a healthy relationship? What does it really look like? Well, we're going to go ahead and get into that tonight. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring on in Miss Ann Visser. Hello. Hello. Hello, Miss Jack. It's good to meet you. Thank you for having me here Likewise. On, on your podcast, Girl Talk. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, we like to be a little chill, just talk. Sometimes we vent. Sometimes we might cry. We laugh, you know just have a good old time, but we want to get to the heart of the matter as well in doing so, right? I'm in the so, right, I'm in the right place, Miss Yak. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Well, so this topic, so toxic versus healthy relationships. Oh my goodness. I think, you know, little girls should have like some type of handbook as soon as they turn like 10 or something to let us know like what is good and what is not because we do not know at all <laughs> so, oh my goodness no. it's, it's a mess and it's such an important topic why is this not in our schools why are we not taught how to have healthy relationships because 
it's the stuff of life, you know, even at work too, it's the stuff of life to be able to be healthy and to choose healthy uh, Mm -hmm. and to be, uh, you know, good partners, but to choose good partners as well. So all the way around, it's just such an important, incredible topic. You know, I say it's one of, it is the most important decision you'll ever make when we choose a life partner, because that impacts everything else, everything else. Yes, it definitely does. Well, and, and we don't know. And I think, you know, for some of us, it's good to have, you know, that model from our parents, right? Sometimes I think that can actually work for, for you and against you. Uh, and in some degree, because you also have to realize, let's say you have a parents that have been married 40 plus years, like yourself, right? You know, but when you guys got married over 40 years ago, it was a whole different time period, a different mindset when it comes to relationships. The way people enter relationships now in 2022, almost 2023, the mindset is so different and divorce is so easy. So it's like, I I don't know, like how, how do we get back to that? Wow, that's a that's a loaded question, Miss Yak, and I really want to get back to that, um, and that's why I do what I do because I just believe that healthy relationships are so important to us. I would love to share my story with you, Miss Yak, about why I do what I do because it, it's a big important part of this healthy versus unhealthy relationships. Because at one time I would have told you I'm in an unhealthy relationship, and I like to differentiate between difficult and toxic and my relationship was Mm. difficult. And and so, but we didn't start out that way. We were high school sweethearts. (laughs) We were crazy in love. I shamelessly chased this guy shamelessly. (laughs) I wanted a date. I wanted a date. I just wanted a date. And uh, before long, we were dating. I was wearing his school ring and his school jacket, which was like three sizes too big for me. <laughs> which, yeah, which, by the way, is a sign of commitment, right? When we start doing that, it's like, okay, all other guys, uh, I'm off limits, okay? I, exactly. I, this is the guy. This is the right. guy. And so that's kind of an indication that of growing commitment. Um And then three years later, we married. And I still remember the photographer said to us, he said, I've never seen a couple look at each other the way the two of you look at each other. Oh, crazy. That's precious. (laughs) I know, right? We were just crazy in love. But then we, I was pregnant one month after we were married and very, very sick. And now I know is in that first in that first year of marriage and even up to the first three years, we're making really important patterns we're developing in our relationship, like how we communicate, how we conflict, how we choose to have sex and what that looks like, and how we spend our money. And if we go to church or how we worship, if that's important to us, or how we express our spirituality. And so those things are becoming firm in the first couple of years that we're married. And I was sick on the couch that first year. Mm -hmm. And then we had five kids in six years. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes. You you almost you sound like my grandma. My grandma told me she said cuz my grandma had seven kids and she told me every time she opened she opened her legs she got pregnant. So. <laughs> Girl talk. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. 
Yeah. So, something like that. Something like that, Miss. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> my, my. I'm glad I can give you a laugh today. <laughs> my husband, he was new to farming. We're a farming family. And he. Oh he was new but he and so he didn't really know what he was doing and he often came home frustrated and there were a lot of frustrating moments there hours and and so between a busy farm life and a busy family life we grew apart and i think our story oh. is everybody's story in some ways you know like yeah. there was this creeping separateness in our in our relationship this emotional distance and we knew what it was like to be in love and now we had this distance between us and neither of us liked it but we didn't have the skills that we needed in order to be healthy together and i can still remember the moment that changed everything for us though we were on outside our favorite restaurant and i don't know these conversations happen on date night but maybe it was the only time we could get alone i think <laughs> oh my goodness and i was at the end of my rope and i said to my husband i can't do this anymore mm. and he just looked at me and he said what do you mean and i could see that panic in his eyes he said what do you mean you can't do this anymore and i said i yeah. can't do marriage left anymore and i just poured out my heart to him. I was so unhappy. Something amazing happened. He shared his pain with me. And I had missed what was going on with him because I was so busy with our five kids and then so busy with my own pain yeah. that missed what was going on with him. But because of that pivotal conversation, we decided that night we would get the help that we needed in order to get well again. Or it was a whole new us, really. It wasn't getting well again. We became different people again in the midst of the changes and the growth that happened to us. But because yeah. of this conversation, that's what I do what I do. Because I think there are so many couples that there are difficulties in their marriage. Um, we had external difficulties, like kids and right. life, being alone. I often felt like I was alone in the relationship, but then we had these internal difficulties, this inability to communicate and to conflict, like to have a good fight and to even know what that was. We avoided conflict. And so right, right. teaching couples and women how to communicate and how to conflict well is a part of what I do and why I do what I do because I do that couples give up too easy uh, because you mentioned divorce is easy and yeah. I think we don't want to hurt now, who wants to get hurt um, and we don't want to walk through the desert time that we might have to walk through to come out the other end I wonder sometimes if we had stayed where we were in that difficulty if we would have become toxic because it wasn't good. It was getting worse, which is why we had that pivotal conversation. And so we, we but we, that, that conversation that put did. us on a person. Huge blessing. And I learned that conflict is the doorway to intimacy. It was the very first lesson that we learned in, as we were getting well, because we didn't, neither of us wanted to conflict, but Dr. Gary Smalley yeah. taught, a conflict way to intimacy. Mm. Wow. Wow. And, and you know, and you, 
you're right. What you guys were going through is the same thing that everybody goes through, you know, as you grow older, as life starts happening, you know, things change. So it's think, you know, couples that they kind of hit this roadblock where they have to decide, okay, are we going to grow together or are we going to grow apart? You know, and so yes. the, the decisions that you make at that particular point in time that sets, you know, the trajectory for the rest of the marriage or if or divorce. Yes. And I say to my people, go go for help sooner. I that's why I love to do pre-marriage. The whole idea of pre-marriage is just to connect with this couple so that when and I always say when you run into a challenge, mm -hmm. call me. You know, it might be a 15 minute conversation that we have and you're off and running again because we've dealt with something that doesn't get to be a mountain. It's just something small that you can work through and and deal with when it's smaller. And so I think we wait too long before we go for help. And then it becomes so like we just pile the hurt up. It becomes so, so big that it's just mountainous and it's hard hard to even see our way through that we could possibly be any better. I remember being in that place. Ms. Yak. <laughs> wow. And I like that you said there's a difference between a difficult relationship and a toxic relationship. That's, that's, you know, a, a you know, something that has never been spoken about on my show before, right? We always jump from either it's either toxic or it's good. But the, the mm. difficult part, that's the, the gray area, you know, and we never talk about that part, right? Because a lot of times we think, well, if we get in a relationship and we love each other, it, it should be easy. It should be all roses and horseshoes and rainbows, you know, just a big old box of lucky charms. And that's not the case, you know? And, you know, those relationships that have lasted for, you know, decades, they've gone through some things. And, and that's just how it is. <laughs> that's right. Those relationships have been for, for a longer period of time. They've been through some things. They've been through, like, I think about it as a desert period. And mm -hmm. just recently, Miss Jack, I said to my husband, I said, thank you for going through. We were laying in bed and it was dark. And I just reached over to his hand and said, thank you for going through the desert with me. Like, thank you for not giving up on us. Because, yeah. yeah. And then he said, well, thank you for not giving up on us and yeah. so maybe we can talk about the clues of like what unhealthy looks like and moves mm -hmm. into even toxic relationships can we do that miss yak oh please yes yeah i think that i i want to give us like three clues that we're in unhealthy territory and we need help so unhealthy people mm -hmm. they deny they their impact. So they have this pattern of devaluing you or manipulating or isolating or shaming. They withdraw mm. love and affection. And when you, and, but instead of taking responsibility for what they do, because that's what healthy people do, right? We take responsibility because life is messy yeah. and we can be messy. Yeah. But healthy people take responsibility for thoughts and feelings and the actions that we do toward other people. But unhealthy people, when you try to talk about that thing, that uh, like right now, I feel like you're isolating me. I need to see my friends. And when you talk about that, then you wrestle that out together. Um, unhealthy people throw it back in your face. It's your fault. It's your mm -hmm. fault we are where we are. It's your fault that you're isolated. It's not my fault. 
So they don't right. see how both their, adi- their attitude and their actions they affect you, right? I think yeah. that's the first sign of an unhealthy person. I think the second sign is they're easily triggered and they even use their emotions against you. So they have these big emotions, like part of being an adult is you learning to manage our emotions. It's a huge part of being an adult. But when we're unhealthy, we don't know how to manage our emotions and even use emotions against us as in anger and uh, defensiveness. And instead of, uh, you know, when we're unhealthy and we see we have a problem, we can move into healthy by learning new skills because these are just skills that we need to learn in order to get well, in order to be in healthy relationships. But I think the third and the big key, and this is why um, unhealthy can sometimes look like healthy because I, I, I have taught in our local jail, Miss Yak and, and the women at the jail, they tell me that, oh no, uh, a- oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Jerk or somebody who's really toxic, they know how to be nice and sweet and kind and they reel you into relationship. And then once they get you there in relationship, then that's when the abuse or the isolation or the manipulation, that's when it starts. And then when they see that you're sick and tired of that and you are walking out the door, they get down on their knees and they're nice and kind and sweet again for a moment. And when they see you changed your mind and you come back, then they get at it again. So I say, that unhealthy people, like toxic people, they will not change. They do not change. So you can't talk to them or you'll find yourself having the same conversation over and over again without any change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, you know, when we we mentioned that because I was thinking the same thing, like, you know, toxic people, they're manipulative. You know, they'll tell you what you want to hear you know, at, at, at that particular point in time, you know, and they may, they may be sweet for, for a period of time, but they still go back to being toxic because that's just who they are. Um, that is interesting. That's interesting. So when it comes to young people, you know, when we're thinking of, let's say, you know, they're just starting to date, they are young teens and whatnot. Um, because a lot of times, of course, we mimic what we see. So you have the case of that that cycle of domestic violence, for example, right? Because they've seen it at home, so this must be love. Um, and so when we end up getting with other people who have not been brought up in that environment, and they know, wait a minute, this is not right, but I love him or I love her. And they stick around anyway because they think that they can change this person. What... Mm-hmm. What are some red flags or what's what's the truth? What do we need to have our young people understand and realize um, in order to get themselves out of this type of situation so they know, hey, this is not love. This is not mm-hmm. what it what it's all about. And it's time for you to walk mm-hmm. away. 
Yeah. So one of the red flags is they demean you. When you're with healthy people, they lift you up. They value you. They appreciate you. And they and you feel better in their presence. But when you're with unhealthy, they demean you and they devalue you. They make you feel like you are this big. And so that's that's one of the hallmarks of unhealthy, one of the red flags of of a really of a toxic person. And the other is that they have really poor emotional controls. They don't know. I teach a program called How to Avoid Falling for a Jerk. You're a misyak. Oh wow! Okay. And I love to teach young people this program because it teaches them those red flags, and it teaches them. You know, when you're with a toxic person and you try to talk to them, they will not listen to you. They will not work with you. Um, to become better. And they'll promise, we call it promises and presence. They'll bring you presence and they'll make you promises, but there's no real change. And when you're with a healthy person, they're going to listen to you and they're going to make adapt. They're going to adapt in order to be in healthy relationship because they recognize I was wrong. (laughs) I was wrong. Right. And they're not changing to change and people please, but they're changing because they were wrong and they've hurt you and they care about that. And so I really think that young people today need permission to just kind of slow it down, that there's a big rush to jump into bed. There's a big rush to not to get to know the person. That's such a hallmark and it never ends. There's always more to know about our lover, about our partner. Um, In fact, through COVID and still in it in some ways. Um, We've learned more about our spouse and more about our lovers in the midst of it because we've spent more time together. And some people are like, wait a minute, I don't like you. (laughs) What are we doing together? Yeah, yeah. We we learn more about each other in the midst. And so there's always more to know. I think that knowing can never be rushed. It takes time to get to know somebody because what we're looking for are the patterns of behavior. And that's what we talk about in the jerk program, which by the way, has been written by Dr. John Van Eppen. It's a fantastic program, but we're looking for those patterns of behavior, not just the presence when they've been wrong and they're trying to get back in your good graces, but the pattern of the attitudes and the actions towards you. Um, A hallmark of a healthy relationship is kindness. Like, there needs to be kindness in a healthy relationship that where there's a sense of respect and valuing people and not just you. I like to see, I like, I tell them like, are they kind to the family dog? Right. That's a pattern. Are they kind to, uh, are they kind to the woman at the checkout? That's like, that's part of the pattern. Do they respect people and value people? I want to know my guy respects every like respects people period not just me because if they're not respecting their mother or if they're not respecting their sister or if they're not respecting the girl at the checkout or the guy at the checkout what is that about let's talk about that yeah right yeah yeah because the hall the go ahead because i was gonna say yeah because they're basically putting up a facade just for you just for show Right. But how they treat everybody else, that's the real person. Right. Yes. Yes. And so we want to see them in different areas of life. Right. Because it's kind of an incubator if we're just together and I just see that person with me. That's like an incubator. It's kind of safe. Instead, I want to see them with their family, 
with my family, with my friends, with their friends? Yeah. Are they different? What are they like? Because of course they're going to be different because different people bring out different parts of us, but we want to right. get a, a fuller picture of who they really are. Takes yeah. time. Yeah. It takes time to see it, those patterns. Dr. Van Epp says it takes three months before we begin to see the patterns of behavior, patterns of attitude and patterns of behavior and actions. Wow. And it's only three months. And I'm glad you said it because my next question to you was because you're saying that it takes time to see. But I was going to ask you, so what, what's your viewpoint on individuals who get married in less than a year as opposed to those who wait years and years of dating before they get married? Does it make a difference? <laughs> Well, I think it does make a difference. I think there's a period of time where you go too long, uh, but I think there's a period of time where you go too too quickly. And mm -hmm. for for me, three months is just when you begin to see the patterns of behavior. So three months would be way too fast, and yeah. you can't possibly meet and see their world in three months. We want to see more of their world and what that's like and how they behave in that world and what are their attitudes and and understand like how compatible are we? Like I've seen um, women, for instance, I've worked, I work a lot with women. So I've seen women who somebody says they're a Christian and that, and they, they stamp that, they check that mark like they're Christian but then that means different things to different people and so what does that really yeah. mean to that person it may mean something very different than what you think it means and so mm -hmm. love is about bonding and connecting and attachment and if I rush the other parts of love more than I get to know that person then I get bonded and connected still in a way once I get to know more about them then maybe I don't like them so much, but I'm already connected and bonded. And that's why I say mm -hmm. slow that process down a little bit so you can get to know more about who they are. So you can see those red flags and you can see whether you can work with those red flags, get to see them through other people's eyes, like your, your yeah. best friend who loves you. So right, that, right. yeah, so that you get to see them not only through your eyes, because we can have rose-colored glasses in the beginning, right? When all those You're hormones right. are really we busy. Definitely those do that. Hormones. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to share with your people the like the hallmarks of healthy relationship because I think we don't only want to talk about the toxic, but we want to know well what does what does healthy look like? Yeah, definitely. Please do. So, so I'm thinking like relationship is mutual. It's not about one person. It's about two people working together at it. Uh, one is not doing all of the giving and the other person doing all of the taking. Um, and that takes a little bit to kind of figure out, right? Because, because maybe um, she's really good at repairing the car and she looks after your car and she does all that. But maybe uh, your partner is the, the one that you're interested in is really good at cooking. And, you know, but I, so I think it needs to be mutual uh, that mm -hmm. your one person is not doing all the giving and all the taking. If, well, if it is, then you need to have a conversation about that, not just drop it, but say, Hey, right. I know I, every time we go out to eat, I'm paying. So what's that about? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. The second thing about healthy couples and healthy relationships is they they 
they're growing up in the sense that they learn how to manage those big emotions like anger and jealousy and defensiveness. Things, those things are going to happen. How do we manage mm -hmm. them? Right. Yeah. Okay. And the third thing about healthy relationships, I think, are that that we have the skills that we need in order to be in relationship. And that's what we didn't have, Miss Yak. We didn't have the skills that we needed in order to be in a healthy relationship and particular communication skills. I didn't know how to identify what I was feeling, what I was thinking, what I really wanted. If my, if my boyfriend then had have asked me, what is it that you want? I would say, oh, let's do whatever you want. <laughs> wow. Wow. And you know, a lot of us do that. A lot of us, we lose ourselves. We lose our sense of self-identity in our relationships. And, and, and I've been, I've been married. Um, I've been married and twice. And in my first marriage, I found myself doing that. I didn't know who I was anymore because mm -hmm. I was so busy making so many compromises to appease him that I lost a sense of who I actually was. Oh yeah, that that one hit home for me. You're you're definitely right. Yeah, and and I did that in my marriage as well and I just didn't know who I was and it and I cannot blame that on him but I did for a long time and didn't take responsibility for that and didn't even realize how much I had lost myself until this pivotal conversation when I needed to get on a personal growth journey to discover who I am and and then work with him to communicate more effectively. This is how I'm feeling. And I still, you know, this is what I need. I still remember the first time I asked him for a hug. I thought he should be able to read my mind and he should know. <laughs> Not and, we were, <laughs> and we were standing in the kitchen and I had had a bad day with the kids. And I said to him, I just need a hug. And he walked over over to me and he put his arms around me and he held me. I was like, wait a minute. It's that easy. All I need to do is ask. <laughs> wow. And so that's one of the hallmarks of, of healthy relationships. We learn who we are and we learn how to communicate that with, with our people so that they can get to know us because we talked earlier about knowing and how important that is in relationship. People can't know us if we don't know ourselves. We yeah. can't express who, what we want or who we are or what we're thinking or feeling if we don't know. And so that's one of the hallmarks is to know yourself and be able to communicate that. I think that the last hallmark that I want to mention of, of healthy relationship is that couples adjust and they adapt. And what I mean by that is more the internal change as opposed to the external change, because I think internal change is way more important than external change, because mm -hmm. I think we all have like blind spots that yeah. we need to constantly be working on always. Like, I think it's going to be till the day I die, I'm going to be working on this. Um, and, oh my goodness. And when we are in a close relationship with somebody, they're like a mirror in front of us. And it's like that blind spot is like, we have something on our face, like, I don't know, ketchup on our nose or something that we walk around with all day mm -hmm. and everybody else knows about it, but we don't know about it. <laughs> yeah. Until a partner or somebody yeah, you, says, you are so right. wait a minute, you know, like the way you talk to the kids, like that's not healthy or um, mm -hmm. 
like that you don't participate at home in the family chores and I'm the one doing all the work, like that's not okay. Or, you know, like the way you hide and kind of run from me instead of sharing your heart with me, that's not okay. And so that person becomes like a mirror. Have you ever had this conversation, Miss Jack, where mm -hmm. you, you say, somebody says to you, what's wrong? And you say nothing. What's wrong? Nothing. I have. <laughs> I too. have done that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that adjustment and adapting comes from internal change where we are willing to grow in skills and abilities in order to be in healthy relationships. Goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness. Well, Anne, that is all that we have time for tonight. But I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation for all of my viewers and listeners out there. You guys have to go ahead check out her website at www.4betterforever.com. And the number four is actually the number. It's the physical number, not the spelling of it. 4betterforever.com to check her out. Maybe you guys might need some additional help yourself, you know, because like we said, relationships are tough, right? And just because you're, you've hit a roadblock, maybe you're on that seven-year itch or whatnot. That doesn't mean you doesn't necessarily mean it's a toxic relationship. Maybe you guys need to regroup, reevaluate, and start fresh, right? So again, as always, my friends, you guys can go ahead and check out her website. You've got her Instagram down there scrolling at the bottom as well. Visit her Instagram page also. Don't forget to check out Girl Talk with Miss Yak every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, before you go ahead and turn off of this show, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, you all take care.